Welcome to the next best podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman. 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America, and twice Mr. Universe. And Chris Daniels. Time magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the next best podcast. Chris, here we are. We're back in action from the C&C Podcast Studio. And season two. <laughs> season two. Of the Next Best Podcast is underway. And what impeccable timing we have, Chris, because the fans have been wondering when we were going to resume this podcast. And we thought, let's wait until things get very interesting. And this week, they got very interesting. And certainly in regards to NHL Seattle, the flag is waving atop the needle. The flag's waving atop the needle. The the wind is in their sails, uh-huh. so to speak. You yes, see what I did there? I do. Uh, yeah, with uh, the, this group now adding local investors, has now set a date uh, for the potential approval of a new arena at Seattle Center and for visiting the NHL. And let's refresh everybody's memory because we are on the heels of summer where everybody just puts yes. on their blinders and says, don't talk to me about anything other than barbecue and the sunshine. So now that we are entering fall, the Oakview Group got together and they basically announced they've got some new partners, some new people who want to put up some money. Yes, and, and they are local names that, that people would know. Adrian Hanauer stands out as the, the owner Sounders. of the Sounders FC, the majority okay. owner. Uh, you have Andy Jaffe, who's the CEO of Amazon Web Services. Uh, so significant uh, stake in the game locally with Amazon just down the street. And Amazon just this week became the second trillion-dollar company, so yes. say no more. He, he, he's doing well. And uh, and then you have the Ackerley brothers uh, and the Wright brothers, uh, and the Wright brothers being the the brothers uh, of the owners of the or, or the owners of the Space Needle, and then the Ackerleys, as people still know in this town, they are the sons of right. Barry Ackerley, uh, who owned the Sonics and helped get us to the point where we had Key Arena. Right. Uh, and there's a lengthy story there about Barry Ackerley and his whole arena wranglings over the years. But this is a family that's right. that's got probably three decades of experience dealing with uh, arenas and teams in this town. Uh, so they all have joined forces uh, with with the Oakview Group, uh, a group that was, had already been established in David Bonderman, Jerry Bruckheimer, Tim Lewicki, Todd Lewicki, uh, and it gives them some local strength and more credibility locally that uh, they're going to get this done. I was going to ask from your perspective, what does this ultimately mean? Because I think a lot of people were surprised, at least I was, thinking, well, wait, they've already got the money. they already got the horses. So yeah. so what is it? Do they need more money? I thought I heard them say, really, it's more about having the people. Is it just that local interest? I, I think that uh, they, they've learned their lesson. If I look at it journalistically from what happened back in 2008 when Clay Bennett came in, uh, bought the team, the, the Sonics, uh, and he was from Oklahoma City and his entire group was from Oklahoma City. And they didn't have anybody from Seattle and they tried to negotiate things with the city and everybody knew what was That's going on. That's a good on. point. The optics are not the, uh, well received. David Bonderman and, and, and Todd and Tim Lewicki all asked that question yesterday about why they needed to bring in investors. Todd Lewicki believes it's very important to, to build uh, community uh, strength and, and uh, do, do things in the community. You need to have local owners. Uh, but, but Tim Lywicki and David Bonderman you know, basically said they don't need the money, but that it, it makes sense as a business going forward that you have these people in the community. It strengthens your business locally to have these people in the community. And, 
And Tim Lywicki said he, he understands there's still salt in the wounds. I mean, he made a direct reference right. to, to the Oklahoma City group. So I, I think that's why they went and did this. I don't think these guys are major investors in this team. I mean, that's still David Bonderman, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, Bonderman in particular is the majority investor. Uh, these guys aren't bringing a lot of money per se, but they are bringing name and credibility to this group. Okay. And a lot of this I you know, read about through your Twitter <laughs> The work you're doing uh, just down the hall here. Our yeah. day job at King5, yes. uh, king5.com, if people want to read up and read more. Um, but ultimately, they've got, like you said, they didn't necessarily need the money, but now they've got some local names, people who know the territory. Uh, I heard them say all the right things in regards to the storm, which uh, seems a bit opportunistic at this point in time with the storm going to the uh, WNBA finals to, to, to acknowledge them, right? I know they acknowledged them this week and even said, hey, you guys are an important tenant. We have not probably recognized you properly to this point in regards to Key Arena, but uh, they're, they're saying and doing all the right things. Right. There's been great synergy with the storm's run and this whole arena process because I think it's it's uh, put a, a nice light on the storm with yeah. what they've done this year. Also, what their future holds. I mean, they're they're going to play a majority of their games, not all of them, from what I understand, at the Alaska Airlines Arena ah. that we all that have grown up here still call Heck Ed. Yeah, they're going to play most of their games over the next couple of years there. But over at yeah, UW, right? yeah, over at UW. But but Todd Lywicki, he pulled over uh, Ginny Gilder from the storm and you know gave him a high gave her a high five and congratulations on everything you do. They've NHL Seattle has been sponsoring uh, a lot of these games uh, in the stretch. So there's been some great synergy. I think it's been great for the the storm uh, in, in this run that they they've kind of been able to feed off each other. Good for NHL Seattle. They've been able to to feed off the storm. So uh, it, it's been nice to to highlight that team. And we wouldn't come out of the gates in season two and do it justice if we didn't have some fresh, new, steaming sound. Uh, you were sound. hanging out with some of the new investors, the new group uh, this week, and you got to talk to some of the, the big shots. Yeah, uh, why, don't, why don't we start with uh, Chris Ackerley, Christopher Ackerley. He is uh, one of the, the sons of, of Barry, who is now part of this. Uh, his brother Ted also involved, and I had a chance to pull him aside. Here's what Chris or Christopher had to say. Uh, why uh, why jump into this? Professional sports thing. Well, it's all about people, and this is a world-class team. Started with Tim, Francesca from OVG, and then obviously getting Todd to come home from New York was a big deal. So much involvement in history with the Key Arena, obviously with the Sonics and the Storm, and to have the opportunity to be a part of a group that's going to reinvent that and create a world-class asset for our city, great opportunity. And we're really grateful to Mr. Bonderman and to Tim and to Todd to have the opportunity to join the group. I mean, you've been through this fight with arenas and, and teams. Uh, uh, any any sort of nagging issues uh, years later? Uh, I mean, here you are again. Well, it's a process, and things evolve. Uh, obviously, our city's grown so much in the last three or five years. In 1995, when the Key Arena opened, is a long time ago. So as things have evolved and opportunities present themselves, and the partnership, the nature of it with the city of Seattle today, really strong, as the mayor touched on and Tim touched on. And I think the private side of this arrangement really means good things for the city of Seattle. And it's important to have a local group involved to make that commitment to the city. 
city. And I can assure you this group is committed to making sure that working with David Bonderman and Todd and the whole group, that this is a long-term opportunity for Seattle. Why do you think this spot was the best place to put an arena and have an NHL team? You know, I think this is the big leg on the stool that we've been waiting for for a long time to see the Seattle Center really evolve into all the things the city wants it to be. And that ranges from City Hall to all the people that live and work here. So this venue will be a catalyst for change in the city of Seattle. It will bring, obviously, a lot of great sports and entertainment, but it's going to be a premier urban gathering place, not just for our city, but for our country and for the rest of the world, for that matter. As Tim said, it's going to be one of the top five music venues in the world. So it has all the attributes there, fundamentally, that it needs to have to be a great success, and we fundamentally believe that the team behind it is the right team to make it happen. I hear you talking a lot about community, but are you a hockey fan? Do you love hockey? We are really, really in hockey. We are. And we looked at hockey a number of years ago. Um, I was in D.C. in June when the Capitals won their first Stanley Cup. And being in that community and having a chance to see the way that team interacted with that community was really inspirational. It's a great sport. Uh, these guys are incredible athletes. And it's teamwork first. The team element of hockey, I think, is something that Seattle will really, really grow to love. It's, it's a remarkable sport. Last question. I know you love the Sonics. Your dad owned the Sonics. What about the Sonics in this picture? Well, today it's all about hockey. The good news is this is a world-class platform. We'll have capacity to do a lot of really important things, starting with hockey and entertainment, and the opportunities to grow beyond that, I think they're there. Cool. Thank you. Just a portion of your uh, chat there with Chris, or Christopher, yeah. Ackerley, Chris, and uh, I'm glad you brought up the whole Sonics angle because I know that every time we go down this road talking about the arena or would-be arenas, people say, yeah, but what about the Sonics? And it gets people hot and bothered, and I understand because I react that way sometimes myself. Uh, but it seems that this is very much a part of this equation. It may not be priority number one, but I think it seems like all parties involved definitely are eyeballing and painfully aware that the NBA could and should be a part of this eventually. Yeah, I mean, all these guys were were asked about it in some sort of respect or another yesterday or this week. Um, they, the, David Bonderman, I should point out, is a minority owner of the Boston Celtics. He has a foot in the door with the NBA. Right. Uh, that gives them credibility when they talk about bringing the NBA. Uh, Chris and Ted Ackerley, they, they both have the NBA genes, so to speak. So uh, I, I don't think anybody was pulling any punches yesterday, though, or this week when sure. they said this is about the NHL first and, right. and concerts first, but that they want to entertain the the NBA down the road. Right. Uh, you talked to several people uh, at this gathering other than just the Ackerleys. Well, there's Adrian Hanauer, the owner of the Sounders, and, and who admitted that he's not the biggest hockey fan. But he does like Todd Lightwicky. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, look, it's it's about community um, first and foremost. Uh, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm a born and bred Seattleite, uh, and anything I can do to to participate in something that that brings great assets to our community, uh, I'm, I'm on board with. So that's first and foremost. Second, you know, obviously a massive Todd Lightwicky fan. Uh, Todd and I were in the trenches together. Uh, back 10, 12 years ago trying to build the Sounders out. Uh, 
uh, and the, the chance to, to work with him again. And then the, the, the group that was assembled, you know, including David Bonderman, obviously, but uh, the local group assembled are, are uh, a bunch of my good friends. Uh, and so uh, partnering with good friends who have a common, you know, common vision for the city and, and community was uh, kind of a no-brainer. So it sounds like it's about community for you, maybe more than hockey. For sure, yeah. I'm a hockey fan, but it'd be a stretch to say I'm a, you know, today a massive hockey fan. Uh, uh, but, you know, I intend to, to get educated on hockey over the over the coming years. Uh, what do you think the importance is of having local ties to the team? Yeah, I think it's it's huge. Uh, you know, you look at the, the, the teams in, in our community, those in other parts of the of the country, the ones that have local ties tend to, you know, tend to perform better uh, and, and have much more of a connection to the fans. And the fans feel like they are part of the enterprise as opposed to just some, you know, rich guy who's, uh, who's you know, trying to collect uh, season ticket money. What can you say about Seattle Center? I mean, obviously you toiled for years at Memorial Stadium. We're standing over Key Arena. I mean, why do you think this is the spot for building an NHL, NHL team? Yeah, look, again, as a kid who grew up uh, grew up here, uh, coming to the Fun Forest and, and, and honestly going to Sonics games and concerts, you know, over my childhood, uh, knowing what a, a center this was for sport and entertainment, uh, again, seems like kind of a no-brainer to me. Uh, obviously, complicated uh, project as, as Tim Laiwicki and the mayor have, have laid out, uh, but super excited to, to see what the future holds for, for Key Arena and uh, the Seattle Center. So, Chris, that's just a part of your convo with Adrian Hanauer, and I do like that he admits, hey, look, I'm not going to pretend to be the world's biggest hockey fan. <laughs> I think he's just a big fan of, and it has proven, as he uh, has discovered with the Sounders, what an overwhelming success bringing a new team and a new sport like that at that level to Seattle. He has a unique perspective on what it's like to launch something like this brand new and watch this city and this territory embrace it. Yeah, and let's not forget he helped launch the Sounders with Todd Lewicki right. when Lewicki was working for Vulcan and for, for Paul Allen with the Seahawks. So they have a long history together. I think that's, you know, I think you can read between the lines with what Adrian just said there. Uh, it, it sounds like he's doing this because... He, he really likes working with Todd, and he, he understands his, his background. Now, as far as David Bonderman's concerned, I mean, the, the question now is kind of what's next? And, and I would say there's some uh, strategy here with, with how all of this is getting rolled out, uh, with uh, the city making some key decisions later on this month. There's also a presentation coming up in October. Here's what David Bonderman, the lead investor, the majority investor of this NHL group and of the renovation or the new arena, I should say, at Seattle Center. Here's what he had to say. Uh, David, how important of a day is this for you in the effort to bring the NHL this year? It's a really important day for, for the team and for Seattle. We're about through the process of the city. We've got a council vote yet. We think we're in pretty good shape. The mayor's the board. Most of the city council members, I think we're in pretty good shape, but we still have to go through the process. And then, of course, we've got the NHL. Um, but things seem like the stars are aligning, and we're confident we'll get there. There's a lot that's going to happen in this next month. Absolutely. There's a lot of details to be cleaned up. There's a lot of people to talk to. Uh, work to be done. 
We're on it. What are you planning for on October the 2nd? And why, I mean, in terms of the timing here, having this announcement today with October 2nd right around the corner. October 2nd is a meeting with the NHL. That's the key meeting on that side of the, of the process. And, of course, the NHL wants to see that we have a deal and we have an arena. Uh, that's very important, and that's why we're here today. Do you think you have both of those things? Well, we don't have either of them at the moment, but I'm confident we'll have both when the time comes. Why was it so important for you to have local ownership that was part of this? Uh, well, first of all, this is a community event. Seattle is an important place with important people, um, and we want to make sure we have local understanding with guys who are smart, good businessmen, and supporters of the hockey team. The fun questions that everybody wants to ask over and over are about team names. Where are you with the team name? Well, we've heard from lots of people, as you know, you got yourselves included, uh, people's ideas on the team. The thing about the team name is 80% of the people won't like it, whatever it is, because we got it split so many different ways. We're going to wait for it until the last possible moment, and then we'll come to some consensus around by the ownership group. Todd Lightwicky has talked about his vision for a practice facility and team headquarters. Yes. Where do you stand with that in this process? We're quite far along with the potential uh, placement for that. Uh, we're not yet ready to announce, uh, but we'll be much behind the rest of the issues we talked about. And what's your vision for that? I know Todd has talked about his vision. Well, we want to have enough ice to help build youth hockey. We obviously need a place for our folks to, on the team to practice, so we've got to have enough to do both. And uh, any part of town you want to talk about where that might be? Not yet. <laughs> good stuff there with David Bonnerman and Chris, which is a good refresher. I know you gave him a, a, a very lengthy title before that uh, yeah. sound, but he is, uh, you know, as people are trying to take... Yeah, you know, take inventory of who's who with all this because we're getting thrown a lot of new names. Bonnerman right. is kind of top of the food chain with Jerry Bruckheimer, right? In right. regards to the ownership group, the guys who've got the most muscle, the most skin in the game, those are the two names. Yeah, Bonderman is a billionaire uh, yeah. on, on paper, and he is a UW grad, and that's the whole local tie. Right. And he is, uh, people like to sometimes say the whale. He is the whale okay. here. And the majority investor, Jerry Bruckheimer, has uh, been described as kind of the, the person who's going to have the marketing and savvy and, and savvy with the fans. He's the Hollywood producer that a lot of people are familiar with. They're, they're the main two. And then you have Tim Laiwiki, who's going to have a share of it. And I'm not sure if Todd Laiwiki will, but that's where these minority uh, investors come in after that. But David Bonderman, Jerry Bruckheimer at the top of this food chain have the most skin in the game. And, and you just heard Bonderman talk about October 2nd. That's now a very important date on the calendar that is when he, Bruckheimer, Lywicki, or both Lywickies, and Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin will all go back to New York to the National Hockey League and uh, speak before the executive committee, make their presentation about why Seattle deserves a team in this new arena. That is when they're scheduled to do it, and we could have some sort of indication about the future of this franchise okay. on that date. But a, a, a lot of things happen have to happen before that. And you did mention uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin, who has, you know, been a supporter seemingly since she uh, stepped into that role. Uh, she was a part of this get-together as well, continues to be kind of cha a champion for this entire movement. Uh, but what is the timeline next? Because ultimately this stuff has to go to what, back to city council? Yeah, so so Durkin, yes, she has uh, in, in a short amount of time became uh, become a supporter of this. 
she came into office right as this was kind of in the final steps legislatively of putting together an MOU, but but her office as an executive, she works with all these city department heads. They've now crafted final transaction documents. So the, the final, final documents in terms of who is paying what and when and where and where the money's coming from. Uh, and, and there's a, a series of documents that her office has transmitted this week to the city council for final approval. So coming up over the next couple of weeks, the council committee, a committee uh, made up of council members, the civic arenas, select committee on civic arenas, to be precise, they'll review them. Uh, and it, by all indications, will approve it out of committee uh, by September 14th. That's barring any sort of legal challenge to the environmental review, if you're following along. So the 14th is a key date. They pass it out of that. It goes to the full council for a vote on the 24th. So that is the week before this group is expected to go back to New York City. Yeah, October. So that's why you look at this timeline, and everything is very compressed all of a sudden, and, and why certain things are being announced when is because the city is trying to button up the arena, the $700 million arena, sure. so they can go back to New York and say, hey, we're working together, we've got a deal, now bring us a team. Right. Okay, so this is the hurry up and wait part, right? Yeah, but I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun for the next best podcast. That's right. As always, you can uh, keep up to date with us on the socials. Uh, read more about uh, Chris is at all of these meetings, as he says, so that you don't have to be. City yes. Council, you name it. Uh, King5.com, you can keep up with everything there. Yes, there's a lot. A lot. We're back. Season two underway. Season two. More to come. When news breaks, we're all over it eventually. Best promise we can make right now, Chris. <laughs> hey, what do you say? Let's go play some broomball over there in Occidental. Yeah. It's wide open, huh? On Twitter and Instagram, at Next Best Pod, this is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs>